Hey, good evening. Welcome inside the Hometown Toyota Store Studios on ESPN Denver 1600. It is time once again for the Coach Bill Tierney Show presented by Johnson Financial Group. Talking Denver Pioneers lacrosse as we head toward postseason play, the Big East Conference Tournament coming up this week in Providence, Rhode Island. My name is Tyler Mon, alongside the head coach of the Pioneers, Bill Tierney. Coach, uh, you finally get into postseason play. It's um, obviously a year in which I think for so long we wondered, okay, what is this season going to look like? Is this season going to look like any? anything uh what are the challenges going to be what are uh the twists and turns going to be but we've made it through the regular season made up the final game of the regular season which we will talk about here coming up in a little bit and uh headed into postseason play how does it feel getting set for you know finally kind of some do or die lacrosse for the first time in two years yeah very mixed feelings about this Tyler but uh you know yesterday on our big east call James Green who runs our runs the you know the men's lacrosse for the big east said that you know men's lacrosse was the only sport in the whole year for the Big East, anyway, that got through a whole schedule. There were some glitches, there were some makeups, there were some, you know, anxious moments, of course. But when you've got teams, you know, every one of the East Coast teams traveling to both Marquette and Denver, you got Denver, Marquette traveling to all of those ones uh, in the midst of a pandemic. Uh, I, I'm really, uh, uh, for that part of it, I, I'm, I'm, you know, as I've always said about our school taking care of COVID and our athletic department taking care of COVID, and certainly to, I'm proud to be a member of the Big East for getting this thing through. Uh, I don't know if I would have been able to handle the, what, what the women did, which was play two games on one weekend. That would have, you know, I'm already nutty enough. I, I don't think any more crazy. Um, but uh, as you mentioned, it's postseason now. You look back and you, you just, realize how tedious it was at times back in September and October and all the little things, all the sacrifices these kids have made to really not have a college year, but have a college lacrosse year is, is pretty impressive. And now here we are, you know, we're, we're back in the same old spot, you know, uh, top seed, um, you know, uh, in a situation where we, you know, we feel like we probably have to win this thing. Uh, but, but, uh, most importantly, you got to, as we'll talk about, got to beat Providence on Thursday. Well, we will preview that game coming up here in a little bit. We'll talk about the uh, Pioneers' regular season closing win over Villanova last week. Uh, but you mentioned the, the Big East Conference and what it means to this program and to you guys as a staff to be members of that conference. Some Big East Conference award recognition for your team. Um, individual awards, midfielder of the year, Jack Hanna. Defensive player of the year is Colin Squires, who I know uh, we have all long regarded as being one of the very underrated defensive players across college lacrosse. Um, first, first team selections, Ethan Walker, Jackson Morrill, Jack Hanna, Colin Squires, Danny Logan, Alex Athicus. Second team, AJ Mercurio uh, gets a nod on there. Um, for uh, a goalie who has turned into an absolute star as of late, Jack Thompson gets second team recognition, which almost feels like, how was that possible? But what does it mean to see your guys recognized, especially in the year when they've dealt with so many challenges to come away with these awards? Well, look, just as we talked about with the draft, just as we talked about with the Tawaritan finalists, um, and I'm sure if you, you talked with any of those guys that you mentioned in this, in this conversation or the one or the other two, the first thing they would tell you is, you know, it's about the team. And, uh, you know, you, you know, all Americans, all league, all, all tort and whatever it is, um, there's not many guys who get honored individually if they're not on a good team. It's just the way it goes. And so uh, these guys would, would, would probably first and foremost congratulate the scout team 
and congratulate all these guys, our seven goalies, for putting, you know, for looking at all the shots they do, you know, every game. Certainly for TD and Brett to to challenge that the way he does, and vice versa. Um, you know, the it's just to me uh, uh, these individual awards. It's not that I I think you know we talk about them to our team, but we always relate them to be individual awards that are wrapped up within their teammates. And, and that's what we're always most proud of. Let's talk about these uh, last couple of weeks uh, for your team. You come off uh, an 11, 10 loss on the road at Georgetown on April 17th, which sets you up for a final scheduled regular season game of the year that turns into a 1911 win over St. John's and then necessitates a makeup of the Villanova game that was postponed in March. So you travel from a Saturday win over St. John's to a Wednesday turnaround to take on Villanova and not an easy game against a very difficult opponent. Um, but you get an unbelievable day in goal from Jack Thompson, um, your grad student, and, and one of your stars, Ethan Walker, steps up with five goals, including the game winner. What did you talk with your team about after that game? It clinches the regular season title, makes you the one seed, um, but it felt like something even maybe more than that with the emotional component and the quick turnaround to get that win. Yeah, it's a great point. And, uh, you know, if you're around me enough, you know that uh, um, I'm never satisfied. Uh, we, we talked to our team about seeking perf uh, perfection, not expecting perfection, but seeking it. And, uh, but I can tell you that that Villanova win was um, in my mind as as significant as the Georgetown win at home, just because I felt like there was so many things that were, uh, you know, not unexpected, but so many things that people overlook about what goes on at the University of Denver men's lacrosse program and, uh, you know, traveling on a Tuesday to a Wednesday game. And uh, it's always interesting to me that, you know, when teams lose here, it was because of the travel, but if we lose away there, it's because we stink, you know? And so, uh, um, you know, it's just uh, the, the way it is, but our guys know, and that's what's most important within our, within our, the confines of our locker room, of our uh, men's lacrosse family, we know, we know each other, we know what it's all about. And, uh, you know, it's not that everybody played their best game, but at some point, at some point or another, when you when you come out with a win like that, you have to look at the other team and say, "Wow, they, they did some great stuff, and they played hard, and they and that's what we did right after the game. We gave them a lot of credit. At halftime, I thought we were a little disheveled, and Danny Logan brought the team together, and he straightened them out about supporting each other, being in it together. That we're gonna we're gonna pull this thing out. And and when you get leadership like that from young men, uh, you know you're a part of something special. And so that, that Villanova, you know, game um, could have easily been a loss and, and we'd be looking at, at playing Villanova again, you know, Thursday night, but uh, luckily, and uh, you know, it turned out the way it did. Ethan makes a great play and, uh, and we, we get out of there. You uh, get a performance on Wednesday from your sophomore goalie and Jack Thompson that was historic in that it was the first 20 save performance for a, a Denver goalie since 2003. Um, Jack just seems like week to week he's gotten better. And I know, you know, this time last year we talked about it. There are four guys who are pretty equal that push each other every week who are going to be in the mix who got time. What has separated Jack this year? I mean, from his work from last year, the season being canceled to where he is this season, what has made him the guy that he's become? I think it kind of one of the things that I think of right away when you ask that kind of question is I go back to what's happened around here forever since I've been here. And I don't take the credit. It's just, 
you know, for some reason, our goalies have, have built this camaraderie amongst themselves, amongst the competition. Um, even a few years ago when Alex Reddy started for four years, there were some games where Cole French started. There was games some, uh, where Josh Matt started. And we never lost that camaraderie. And I really believe that the difference between Jack starting the last two games, maybe three of last year, which got cut short, and him playing great against Notre Dame kind of gave him, which was our last game, kind of gave him a, a little bit of confidence coming in. But uh, we feel like we've got a young man, you know, I don't even like to use the word behind Jack, next to Jack in Cole French that, you know, is has been waiting and competing, but the most supportive of Jack of, of anybody out there. And then when you get that kind of stuff going on, you get some, some, some culture, you know, you, 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 we talk about this all the time, but when you've got that going on, that kind of support uh, going on, um, then, then, you know, you got something special. So I feel number one, that Jack feels that amongst his, his, that it's, that it, yes, it's competition, but more importantly, it's, it's support from the other goalies. Secondly, uh, I think our, our defense is a year older um, and, and starting to come together. Coach Gallant's done an amazing job with these guys and, uh, and having, you know, having Danny Logan, uh, Colin Squires and, and, uh, and um, Kyle Smith out there that are older guys mixed in with these three or four younger guys. You got a nice combination and they're, they're coming together. And, um, and most importantly, they trust Jack. Which, which allows them to maybe force a guy to take a shot that maybe he doesn't want to take, or you know maybe a shot from the outside that Jack can see better or whatever it is. And then finally, he's just got the perfect, uh, I haven't seen this demeanor from a goalie um, you know, in, in, in a while. You know, uh, Ryan, you know, LaPlante was, uh, had that kind of demeanor um, where uh, it's just, it looks matter of fact, it's not. I'm sure the emotions inside are, are are bubbling, but but it looks matter of fact, which which impresses other teams and impress, certainly impresses us. Well, coming up on Thursday, Denver Pioneers will rematch with the Providence Friars in the semifinal round of the Big East Conference Tournament. We will talk about that when we return. It's Coach Bill Tierney Show presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Hometown Toyota Store Studios back in a minute on ESPN Denver 1600. Planning your financial future can be overwhelming and confusing. So let the experts at Johnson Financial Group help guide you to your financial goals. The team at Johnson Financial Group believes in increasing transparency, lowering fees, and striving to achieve better outcomes so you can have a peace of mind when it comes to all of your investing needs. Contact Johnson Financial Group at jfgwealth.net to get started on planning your future. The date is February 9th, 2021 for Saatchi and Toyota. Slate information. MUL, MY21, MSE, SSH, radio, summer holidays, non-new, ENG, 30, radio. Add ID, TYES1587000. Hi, it's Jan from Toyota. Summer's finally here, and with a great deal on a new Camry, RAV4, Highlander, Tacoma, and more, you can celebrate all of your favorite summer holidays, like Cinco de Mayo. Independence Day, International Pizza Party Day, pepperoni please. And by pepperoni, I mean Hawaiian. 
Kick off summer at your Toyota dealer, where you can save big on all your favorites. This event ends June 1st. See your participating Toyota dealer today. Toyota, let's go places. Back on ESPN Denver 1600, it's the Coach Bill Tierney Show presented by Johnson Financial Group from the hometown Toyota Store Studios. As postseason play arrives for the Denver Pioneers, coming up on Thursday, Pioneers, the one seed in the Big East Conference Tournament, will take on the fourth-seeded Providence Friars at Chappie Field at Anderson Stadium in Providence. Coach, this will be the third time you see Providence this year. Uh, your guys have played the Friars well. I know how much respect you have for that program, for the way they're coached, all of that. Um, you get a 23-10 to win over the Friars on February 27th at home. Then you see them again on the road in Providence on March 27th, 19 to 11 is that win. It's a long time ago, especially in the college sports landscape. Um, what about Providence? Are you preparing for this week as they get a third crack at trying to solve the pioneers? Well, the key to Providence is knowing their players. They've got, they're very big, physically big, which is uh, a little bit unique in our, in our, not in our sport per se, but in our league, there's a lot of smaller guys, not tiny, but smaller guys running around. They are very big. Uh, they love to shoot, as I, as you mentioned, and I mentioned, uh, um, you know, Chris, a heck of a coach. We're not going to see the same team out there, um, you know, that we've, that we've seen. And uh, they're going to try their best to, uh, they're going to try their best to um, change some things, you know, as we, you and I have talked about often, when you, when you lose that previous game or games, you, you don't sit pat when you win them your tendency is to sit pat. And so, because it worked the last time. So the, the key to any game like this, and, and you know, that's it, been with our second game in these, in these, in this season is to make sure you're prepared for any changes that they may make. The, the key to Providence though, is their personnel. They've got, they got six very good offensive players. They've got a great goalie in Toby Bergdorf uh, and, uh, and who stoned us for a while there last time we were in Providence. So, um, uh, you know, it's just really a matter of, uh, you know, forgetting that you've played them twice already, forgetting the results of those games, making it a new game and just going out there and trying to get off to a good start and, and be steady throughout the game. Uh, you know, you can't think about a second game. You can't think about last game. You just got to think about those two hours on Thursday night. Coach, the last few years in the Big East Conference Tournament have not come with the finishes that your guys have wanted um, in the semifinals or in the championship game. Um, and we talked, I know, last year, and obviously you get robbed of um, playing for some of that atonement with the cancellation of the season, but we talked about the, the re-emphasis. And I think two years ago we talked about this as well, the re-emphasis on winning those first couple of stages of the Big East Conference regular season title and especially the Big East Conference tournament title because you haven't been able to do that for a few years. Going into this week, what does it mean to your team to have this opportunity to be the one seed and to be two wins away from capturing that crown again for the first time in several years? Well, I'll tell you, it means so much that we're not talking about it. And, and I, I mean that, you know, with all due respect, it's just um, we, we talked about it at the beginning of the year. We talked about it a few weeks ago when we talked about our our, you know, our, our goals for the year. And, uh, and certainly, um, but I think with this team, the, the idea is to uh, really come out ready to go in that game on Thursday. And then whatever comes later, comes later. Um, you know, we don't have to tell these guys, some of them are 22, 23 years old, been around. We got some guys that have been in final fours. We got some guys that have won national championships. We've got some guys who have won regular season titles. We got all Americans, we got pros, we, we got all this stuff 
they don't need me to tell them, guess what, guys, we got a Big East championship to win this weekend. You know, uh, they know I'm probably the least intelligent of, all, of that whole group anyway. So I don't need to tell them things. But what I do need to tell them and what Matt Brown has been especially so good at is 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 the, the real idea of it, it, it's it's another game in another setting. We'll be playing on, we'll be sitting on their bench. So it's not on their field, whatever, whatever it might be that we can conjure up. It's got nothing to do with that. It's got to do with getting out, getting after it and playing up as high as we can, closest to that perfection this weekend. Denver seeking its first conference tournament title since 2015. Coach, this uh, setup where you play Friday and then Saturday if you win, or play Thursday and then Saturday if you win uh, in that first round, It'll be the first time since the early portion of the season uh, when you play Duke in North Carolina in the same weekend. For this type of scenario to pop up again we talk often about how uh you know in a normal season when we have the the face-off classic or the other um competitions that we've seen uh at du where you get a couple of opponents over the weekend you do that because ultimately the aim is to make it a championship weekend and play two games uh over a three-day span there as well um how do you feel like your team learned from that Duke North Carolina swing to now potentially coming off of a situation in which you essentially played two games in 72 hours last weekend um, where you get another shot at this. Yeah. I, I think the key is to, uh, to not make excuses. You know, the key is to not look at it like, Oh my God, last time we played two games in three days, we got crushed in the second game and, and all that stuff. Um, we've learned as coaches a lot about this team since January 30th and, and we're, we, we think we've learned a lot more about how to handle this team in that three-game setting. Um, so we'll do some things a little different if we get that opportunity on Saturday to play. Uh, you know. And so um, you're right, it's, it's an interesting year. College lacrosse coaches have, over the years, have gone from it being the norm to play, of playing two games a week, Tuesday, Friday, Wednesday, Saturday, whatever, to trying to be football coaches, micromanaging everything these guys do and playing one game a week. And then you get to the biggest game of the year and you, you don't have that. And so, I mean, here at Denver, it makes it a little tougher because you can't play midweek games because like we did last week, traveling midweek is tough. But you, what you can do is, is uh, as we did with the North Carolina Duke thing, is give yourself the experience so that the kids can feel what it was like whether you're successful or unsuccessful and, and make adjustments uh, accordingly. So hopefully we get by Providence on Thursday and then we'll look back on our experience at North Carolina and Duke, make a couple of changes and try to be ready to go on Saturday afternoon. All right, coach, a couple more for you. I'll get you out of here. Um, we are obviously not going to preview a potential second opponent uh, for the weekend because you got to get that first one out of the way first. But I want to ask you a question about that matchup and what it's going to feel like for you guys. Um, really just almost as lacrosse fans and observers, Georgetown Villanova. I mean, playing that Villanova game, uh, you know, last Wednesday, thinking to myself, that is not a team that I would want to see again in the first round because they are talented. They are tough. And Georgetown is the same way. I mean, that game feels like it's going to be a war on Thursday evening when you guys, um, you know, kind of step back and evaluate those two teams from what you've seen, how excited are you to see a matchup like that uh, and what it means for the conference and what it means on the national landscape? Uh, as you mentioned, number one, they're both really talented, really talented. They both got great goalies. They both, they're very similar. Georgetown will have the advantage maybe facing off, but you know, Villanova just beat it, beat a team handedly, the Lehigh team that, 
that won 22 of 26 faceoffs. So I don't think that bothers Villanova. I don't, I'm not sure if anything bothers Villanova. Uh, and, and I think everything bothers uh, Georgetown. And I say that in a, in a very respectful way. Just it's going to be this, this battle of emotion coming out of your last game, of the coaching staffs whose teams really represent their personalities, and then a break here and there. You know, it's that's what's got to come down to. Georgetown's coming off their worst game of the season. Uh, you know, kind of, uh, you know, embarrassment last Thursday night against Loyola. And uh, and they know it. And I, knowing Kevin Warren and knowing his staff, they'll have these kids ready to go on this Thursday night. Trust me. And then looking at Mike Corrado and his Villanova team, they're coming off their best game of the season, knocking off an undefeated team that... Uh, everybody thought was really, really good with a win over Army, who beat Syracuse, who beat Virginia, who beat North Carolina, and, you know, and uh, you just go through it all. And and their emotion of feeling like they're unbeatable now. Um, I know they were disappointed after our loss, uh, just like we were disappointed after after the, the Georgetown loss. So um, it's it's going to be it's going to be a real um, can can Villanova stay cool? Can they be confident that they've built on now, or can can Georgetown bring the old Georgetown back with a lot of physicality, a lot of emotion, and and a lot of big time power players? We'll see. All right, Coach. Final point for you: You come into this weekend and uh, it feels like a full complement of guys ready to go. I know um, Ethan Walker had missed a couple of games out of a three-game stretch, but bounce back, scores the game winner, has five goals uh, in that win that you needed so badly over Villanova. What's the the status health-wise and uh, and all of that coming into this week? Well, knock on wood. With one more day of practice today, uh, you know this is uh, we're as healthy as we've ever been, and so Ethan's 100. percent You know. Uh, Every, everybody's in good shape. You know, we have the end of the year bumps and bruises. Don't get me wrong, but uh, everybody has those, you know, and so we're, we, we feel pretty good about that. And um, we just love this group of young men and, and know that they'll play to their capability this weekend. We are excited for this weekend as we get set to go. The Pioneers and the Providence Friars coming up on Thursday evening, 3.30 face-off. Thursday evening, I should say, Eastern time. 3.30 is face-off Mountain Time. 3 o'clock is Pioneer pregame, and we will get it all started for you as Denver pursues its first Big East Conference tournament title since 2015. He's the head coach of the Pioneers, Bill Tierney. Coach, can't wait to see you out there on Thursday. Good luck. Thank you, Tyler. Wrapping up this week's edition of the Coach Bill Tierney Show, presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Hometown Toyota Store Studios on ESPN Denver 1600. We'll talk to you on Thursday for Denver and Providence in the Big East Conference semifinals.